Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about The Room Minute 60, in which Mark tries to kill Peter, and Peter immediately gets over it. We are still on the roof, of course classic scene where as alice said on wednesday classic roof scene in the room yeah, I, hi eric classic. um yes classic oh hi alice you're tearing Hello. me apart peter <laughs> as alice pointed out last minute this is basically the second half of the psa on why you shouldn't smoke because you might accidentally no not accidentally you might just try to kill your best friend who's or your i don't think they're are they even friends I don't know. Why is Peter friends with these people? This is why I assume they all just live in the building, because why else would these people be friends? How does, how does Tommy, how does Johnny know Peter? How does, how do they know Marks? I don't, I don't get these people. No, Mark, Mark's a, a stud. He's a loner. He's a James Dean, as I was talking mm-hmm. to him the last minute. <laughs> he, he parks his car that he lives in, or his trailer that he lives in, right outside their building, so that's how they know him. But, I don't know why they know Peter. Uh, see, that's why, given that one of the working titles for this, as they were casting anyway, was The Neighbors, and then Tommy's next thing he did was The Neighbors, I imagine all of these people are supposed to just live in the building, and that's why they're friends. Be- hmm. And then it at least makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've definitely heard the idea that, you know, the idea of proximity being a, a, way, a way that mm-hmm. people make friends. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason for some people being friends with each other. Otherwise, you know, they would never have become friends. Otherwise, right. you know, they are just too different. And I think it's something that Tommy Wiseau would have thought was very, mm-hmm. like, was a good thing. It's like, you live next to people, they're your neighbors, you become friends with them and take care of each other. Which is kind of the premise yeah. for the neighbors, but the neighbors is awful because it's like this without any of the charm. <laughs> and it I, it would make, it makes sense then why Peter is a friend and why Stephen later is there and why any of these people even know each other because we've seen tommy walk around he lives he works across town in a bank so he doesn't know these people from work and they're coming by his place mm-hmm. so obviously they all met in college well no. <laughs> also there's a chance that michelle and lisa know each other from college yeah, yeah and we know mike and michelle know each other from college because they were studying uh, air quotes studying but they did have school books, you know, they're supposed to be college students. From Philip Haldeman's comic, we know that Denny is a student currently. Mark, I don't know, Greg Sestero likes to think that Mark is an undercover cop. I don't think that fits. But then maybe he, I mean, is this an, I don't even know if this is a nice building in San Francisco. Everything in San Francisco is expensive, so who knows? Yeah, the, the scenery is like, man, do they work, they like live in like a oil refinery town. <laughs> like, where, where are they living? The scenery well, yeah. is disgusting. When they did their, uh, actual on location shots on the roof of Tommy's building in San Francisco, it was a very overcast, smoggy day and it's, it doesn't, mm. it's very gray. You'd think he would have waited for a nicer day to get all those shots. But I guess he had to do it that day to save money because they were there. This yeah. movie must must take place in the apocalypse. That's what it is. <laughs> it's 
So we left off last time. Mark was telling Peter that he feels like killing himself, and Peter blamed it on the smoking. Why are you smoking that crap? It's no wonder you can think straight. It's going to screw with your head. And Peter rather, like, he's not, he, it takes him, I forget what second it is in the minute that he actually tries to push Peter, or Mark tries to push Peter off the building. Mm. But Peter walks over and walks, stands right behind Mark. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing, dude. It's like he, he's, he's trying to be really forceful about it. They're framing it very strange. And we can also see now where the uh, roof is very small. I think it's smaller across than the apartment is. So they're in a confined space with walls, one exit, or one exit that you will survive. And Peter's getting too close. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely this one shot like in the 35 to 38-ish or so. Where, I mean, yeah, you can see three of the mm-hmm. walls here. Yeah. That is, that is so tiny. It's a tiny little thing. But uh, And yeah. for filming, they only had three of those walls. They would just move them around <laughs> right. and then put the little outhouse thing up there for the stairs when they would needed that corner very basic setting out in the parking of uh burns and sawyer um there is this one part where uh peter calls or you know he says blah 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 kid who do you think you are you're acting like a kid just grow up he's 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 referencing he's calling mark a kid yeah it says you're acting like a kid yeah and then and Mark surely takes great uh, umbrage at that. He's, he's well, that's where I put Peter in my notes. Peter a lot, not a lot older than them, but yeah. I mean, he's not uh, in his twenties, guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about his his character. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the character is supposed to be a bit older, but I don't know how old Kyle Vote is. I think actor wise, they're probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, John, well, really not say. obviously the Johnny, but Johnny and Mark are vastly different ages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Outside of Carolyn Minot and Tommy Rousseau, all of the actors are around the same age. Yeah, it is weird how they can make it look really like a big, vast roof, and then yeah, now I'm looking at like you can see the three walls. You're like, wait, how did they, you know, in the previous mm-hmm. minute, they make it look so, I mean, I guess so big, you know, where he just kind of can go and there's a little patio section, like a little, like, table, well, not table, poor excuse for a table, and chairs, and then you can just sit there. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that, that is really weird how they kind of opened that up. And they could have kept it looking big just by not yeah. going to that third wall. You know, go to the one behind the chairs. But where did they film the, like, him, him being almost pushed over the building? Because that looks like a green screen of like random like blue sky clouds like i don't under like that looked like we were transported to something weird no that one i think might actually be the sky they may have just pointed the camera up in the parking lot yeah i mean i don't 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 think they got green screens but i was like it could have been more because their blue screen footage is yeah their green screen footage is uh not very yes with the shots have like oh look beautiful blue sky with the clouds and he's like it's a clearing in the clouds opened up for him and then I mean, I guess, was he, like, on his knees? Like, I mean, it was obvious he was not that far over. It was like, oh, no, oh, no. But no, no, he was not that far over the ledge. No. And we've seen the wall. Yeah. The, the way he's on no it, danger. he wasn't about to fall off. Yeah. Which I guess is why he gets over it so quickly is, you know, it just, it, it gets, it gets it, weird. It's just, it's just like, <laughs> Mark. Like, like, Peter feels like, okay, Mark, maybe Mark was just trying to scare me. He wasn't really going to do it. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that the thinking? Yeah. He must have had. Well, and it's just the dope yeah, talking right. in yeah. here. The dope <laughs> didn't know to push him far enough to fall. Or maybe the dope pushed him, but Peter Yeah, like, he wasn't, like, well, dangling him. It was, you know, just, <laughs> that's, that would have answered <laughs> up more. Like, no, I'm gonna push you off, just hold you by the legs. Nope, nope, that's fine. That would take an actual stunt team. Yeah. Or legal problems, and Tommy wasn't going to That's one of the standout scenes from uh, A Fish Called Wanda. 
when Kevin Klein is only John Cleese out <laughs> oh, the window by his up, yeah. you know, ankles, <laughs> just mm-hmm. hanging straight upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Peter says, "What are you nuts? God!" So, is that really? A, isn't that a bad thing for a psychologist? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that word shouldn't even be anywhere near his vocabulary. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not even when it comes to you know getting your snack on the plane. <laughs> what are you not? Hey, yeah, he's just give me the snack, that bag of you know. It's like a minute ago he was like, "You look depressed. Tell me about your problems." Now it's like, "What are you nuts? Uh, you, you mean you need to work on your terminology, Mister Psychiatrist?" My line of work, you meet some real wackos. You call your patients wackos? Yeah, they uh, they like it. Although I don't know, after you're, you're dangled over a building, I don't know what the appropriate thing would be to say. I just imagine like just go the other way and be like, "Excuse me, sir." Pardon me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Just be very clear about it. You are proving that I am correct that you are having problems, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about this. Be very calm, even though you're upside down. Uh, th- that's of course after Mark does push him because he says, "You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you?" You know, Peter has put all of this together because he's a genius. It's too bad he's going to die. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Peter fights back and pushes Mark away. And then, you know, the what are you nuts? And we get what I, uh, in my notes, called the most heartfelt apology in film history. When Mark says, sorry. Sorry, man. You okay? Cause yeah. That's how you apologize for almost killing someone. <laughs> Then I put in my notes, Peter should just call the cops, because we know from earlier roof scenes, the police station is like one floor down. <laughs> like, it's right there. So you just call them up, they'll take Mark out of here. He'll go to jail. Calm down, he's going to jail! And everything's solved. But Peter, being the professional he is, goes from what are you nuts to... Yeah, I'm fine. Let's just, let's just talk about your problem. Good friend. So, good for Peter. And he gestures to the chairs, because, you know, you got to sit down for your therapy session... But Mark, because he is a child on dope, just kicks the table. And, you know, he's got rage problems. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the table, don't like, get he, to... he kicks the top off the table, really, is, you know, it's good. It's yeah. pretty, uh, loosely held, which is odd for a, uh, up on a roof. Mm-hmm. You should probably have some more substantial, a more substantial table that, where the top of it couldn't fly off with a good, good breeze. We don't get to Mark's admission that, yeah, he's having an affair with Lisa until next minute, but he does turn back around as if he might be about to talk to Peter at the end of this one. Now, in Notes from a Midnight Screening... Notes from a Midnight Screening. When Mark says, it's none of your business, man, someone screams, uh, fuck off, Peter... When shit starts to get real, people are screaming at Mark and screaming Mark's name. It was It's kind of confusing whether they're cheering him on or being horrified by Mark. I'm not sure. You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? The audience says what before Mark does? Because <laughs> they're shocked. They're like, wait, Mark's having an affair with Lisa? I know. I was, I was trying to remember if that was, if that was the, the issue here, if it was something else that I wasn't remembering, like why he was so depressed. It's because, yeah, he's having an affair with his best friend's fiance. 
Or no, his best friend's future wife. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, they never use the word fiance in this movie. Cause that's foreign. <laughs> foreign. I don't even want to use foreign words. Well, well, Tommy has to stay away from anything foreign because he himself really is foreign, but he doesn't want anyone to know. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, like French or, or yeah. not that it's Cajun, but like, yeah, we would think that he's, he's a New, or- New Orleans boy. <laughs> he, well, even in New Orleans, he, yeah, he'd probably know some French. Yeah, right. and it's not like fiance is a fancy word. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can't use fiance. It blow the, blow cover <laughs> and when peter says yeah i'm fine let's just talk about your problems and he's like he just tried to kill you <laughs> but peter is better than the audience and that he gets over it and moves on any other notes on minute what is it 60 oh we're an hour in yeah, yeah. we're like halfway this movie's too long <laughs> this could have been a short youtube show yeah <laughs> it will be a lot shorter when i'm done with it there are whole subplots you can just cut it may be one of the greatest scenes, but uh the drug dealer might not be mm. in my version of this movie because that scene doesn't add anything to everything else of the movie. And you could cut this scene, probably. It doesn't matter if Peter figures this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> what's he gonna do? But it is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. So we do have other business. Mm-hmm. Well, what I have is a uh, what a, a, a movie that my a friend thought was pretty bad, and so bad that he walked okay. out of it. We're we're they're watching it together. Um, so it was uh, and, and you know, it's half hour, maybe forty five minutes at the most. What and you have a good two two and a half hour, I think, long movie. I think a uh, Phantom Threat. Oh. you know, now this is this is by a great director. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, I love his. Uh, there will be blood and the master, but um, you know, and this one I haven't come, I haven't gone back to it myself, but I really would like to. I should soon since that one one viewing in the theater. But and and my and my buddy, he, you know, I mean, he's just like, you know, I get enough of this at home. It was it's all you know, all he could focus, all my buddy could focus on. But it's most of what the movie up to that point was focused on was this dressmaking stuff. Yeah, and and so my buddy's wife, you know, it's just you know, it's just, as much I guess I guess she's into that kind of stuff. You know, it's certainly not a profession, but maybe more of a ho- of a hobby. So he just gets enough of that. So <laughs> he he figured it was going to keep up. Which it that's it really does make a pretty good turn away from it. I think halfway through, if I remember right. Oh yeah, and the movie is so much yeah, more right. going on, and it's but it's also a very slow yeah. movie. So yeah, slow if you too. don't like that element, you're gonna have a lot of it early on. And there's there's no big big uh, action scenes. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh no no. Although there is poisoning. Yeah. Spoilers. There is de- yeah there is deception <laughs> stuff. You know good yeah. No action scenes, no chase scenes. Of course, the room doesn't have any action or chase scenes either. We just had the most, the biggest action scene in the film, I think. We do get a little running later, but it's jogging. It's slow. I was like, that's where the, that's where the budget went. Mm hmm. It's getting that bright sky for that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's epiphany. The sky opened up above him. Alice, how about you? Uh, Did you come up with any? So I did talk about this movie actually on another podcast called Soiled Restroom Cinema. And it was Dark Phoenix (gasps) from 2019. (laughs) Yeah, and it was not good. It was just not, you know, I mean, I'll say these superhero movies are not, well, I mean, as a genre, it's not necessarily my favorite, but there are a lot that I liked. I mean, took a couple tries to see Watchmen, and, you know, there were, there, there were some that I liked, and I love Marvel movies normally. But yeah, Dark Phoenix, it just, oh man, it just did not work for me. There wasn't a very good story. 
the acting was very wooden, which was which was unfortunate. Yeah, just not not really a fan. I yeah, I think there's yeah, it's definitely a worse film. Phantom Thread, I don't know of many people who would say it's a bad movie, but I could see why someone might get bored and walk out or might get annoyed with some of the image. Like if you don't like, if you see dressmaking all the time, you might not want to watch it. Dark Phoenix is, there's scenes in it that are good. And overall, I like that they were trying to do a Dark Phoenix story again, but it was like they didn't know what movie they wanted to do. And it, it doesn't fit. None of the parts fit together very well in that movie. Yeah. Creepy in a bad way. Now, my idea of a bad movie to talk about this week is more of a classic bad movie. Yeah. Then this morning I had this weird flashback where I think I might have already talked about it on this show. And I'm I'm looking through the old tweets to see if it was a bad movie of the week before and I don't see it. So just in case I didn't, I would like to recommend it maybe again, but if not for the first time, Hollywood Cop by uh, um, director Amir Shirvan. Which if you know bad movies, you know that guy's name. He is also the director of Samurai Cop. Uh, I believe he did not direct Samurai Cop 2, in which Tommy was so pleased the villain. But that movie sucks. That movie's not even a good bad movie. That movie's just bad. Samurai Cop is good. We've talked about that on the show. Hollywood Cop is his earlier film where he was sort of trying to figure out the beats of the story that was going to become Samurai Cop. Is that Hollywood Cop? Is that the one with Harrison Ford? No, that's no? Hollywood Homicide. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's later. They make a joke about that on um, Best of the Worst when they talk about Hollywood Cop. They make a joke about that by putting out the Hollywood Homicide DVD first. <laughs> as if Harrison Ford's in the movie they're going to talk about. No, it stars... I mean, if you know bad movies, it has Cameron Mitchell in there as the like the chief of police who always had, needs his tums because everyone gives him stress. <laughs> Your main character is a cop named Turk or Turkey and his partner who are tasked with finding a woman's kidnapped son and get randomly sidetracked by like mud wrestling at one point and easily distracted by odd things. But there's a great little subplot I love in the middle where we're following the kid where he's being held and they have a dog guarding him outside the room. And the dog barks, and the kid just starts talking to him. He's like, "I know you're kidding." Like he, he's like, "You're not angry. You're just a dog. You're nice." And and you get it's like this weirdly cute thing in the middle of this movie where the kid's becoming friends with his. I think it's a Doberman that's guarding him, and it, and you think, "Oh, the dog's gonna free him somehow." It doesn't, but you think it's gonna go there. It would have been better if it went there. Better director probably would have gone there. It's similar to Samurai Cop. If you like Samurai Cop, you'd probably appreciate Hollywood Cop because uh, it's. Ends with stupid violence and weird bad guys, bad acting through most of it, really bad dialogue, but it's super entertaining. Mm. So I would recommend this. And also his uh, Amir Shervan's Killing American Style. I, I don't need to talk about that separately, but that one's pretty good too. I need to watch his other ones. He's got like two others that I haven't seen. So that's mine. Now, uh, one more time. Eric, right. if the listeners want to hear more from you. Yeah, um, like I mentioned, uh, Watchmen Minute, uh, Almost Famous Minute, and Feels Like Weezer. And then you can also find me uh, on, on Twitter, at Lucky Mustard, and Instagram, at Lucky Mustardine, just add the I-N-G. And, you know, hey, we're, we're all a big part of this uh, Movies by Minutes network as well. I'm sure you'll talk more about that. Oh, yeah, there's like something like 140-some now? Well, I think I think we've just That's surpassed the, the 150. Oh, did we? Uh, com. Check all those out. Yeah. And Alice, where can they hear from you? Yeah, so my Twitter is at Allie Mej, and my Facebook is Alice Lauren. Um, make sure you message me, let me know where you heard me, and, and we can definitely chat about movies and podcasts and all that cool stuff. So There's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project, in this case, the room. 
The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! Apologize. All right, all right, I apologize. You're really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. You take it back. I do. I offer a complete and utter retraction. The imputation was totally without basis in fact and was in no way fair comment and was motivated purely by malice. And I deeply regret any distress that my comments may have caused you or your family. And I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any time in the future.